All right. How are you doing, Lil? Before we start. Okay, I'm okay? just like super on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Yes. Why? Woman on the verge. How Spanish of you. It is very Spanish of me. I bet your house is exactly like an El Moldovar movie right it now. It is. Friday Night Movie Podcast. Just before my sister weighs in on my voice quality this week, I am making up for last week's cell phone call with an extra deep, buttery and syrupy introduction. I feel like you misrepresent our podcast with that buttery voice. Oh, why? Not that I represent us with my weird trucker voice, like Joan River from the 80s, but still. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's very... My voice is selling, but your guy. voice selling like a very soft relaxing radio show that's at like a psychologist's office you, jazz I mean, it plus doesn't, jazz it doesn't sound like three jazz. extremely neurotic <laughs> jazz plus jazz, jazz, plus jazz. To, we found our listeners like jazz <laughs> <laughs> uh, Parks well, and Rec I, I, well, Parks and Rec there are a few scenes from Parks and Rec that I play for people just like I'll make them watch even if they've never <laughs> seen the show and that is one of them and the other one is the there are these mashups online of all of the town halls and when the when the woman gets up and goes i found a sandwich in ramsett park and it didn't have any mayonnaise do you know that the the one that that Patton oswald did where he does the filibuster you know he improvised that whole thing because about star wars he's a genius that's amazing um, well, so we, we've we've blown the introduction up today. Um, I'm joined by my sisters, Lily in the Canary Islands and Becky in California. We were debating in the pre-show as to who should be allowed to tell Becky's story this week after last week's debacle. You know what's you know going to happen me. from that one? Every time I call Lily or you, I'm just going to record myself telling my funny stories the first the time. The first time. Okay? <laughs> oh, well, you, you know how to use the recording mechanism. So you should just do that. Call me on Skype. And just we'll just use it as like we'll use them as dailies or whatever artistic thing. What do you call them? Rushes? I don't know. In your movie business, it doesn't apply at all to what we're doing. I'm just okay. saying words. Just jargon. I'm very inspired. By Jar- jargon. Okay, so I'll just get to it. So I'm talking to Becky the other day on the phone, and she's telling me. Um, oh wait, now I just went blank no, on no, how. No, it's it's oh, okay. I'm. I'm. Oh. I'm. Uh, this week I have to organize a photo shoot, like a publicity photo shoot, and I'm telling Wait, Becky about you it. Or Becky? Oh, you. You're Me. organizing. Okay, you're not, telli- organizing you're not telling shoot. this story in the first person as if you were Becky. No, 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 because I'm involved in the story. It happened to me. Okay. So, um, like the laughing part. It happened. The story happened to Becky, but her telling it to me made me laugh. So I'm telling Becky that I have the photo shoot to organize, and she's in the, the industry, so she's giving me some, like, hot tips on, you know, just, like, make sure this and that, and don't forget that, you know, because the camera and the lighting. And I'm like, okay, thanks. And she's like, you know, just don't forget this one really important detail nobody remembers is that the, the people who are going to be in the shots, like, their fingernails should be, like, nice and clean or not, like, red or because pink. Because they're not actors or models. You're using real, using real people. people. Exactly. It's like exactly the point of our shoot is to use real people. So she's giving me that advice. 
advice. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's really specific good advice. Thank you. And she's like, yeah, because it, it like happened to me once. I'm like one of my work projects. And I was like, what? She's like, well, we were doing this shoot, like a video, this is video shoot with um, with real like people it's supposed to be, you know, like real life people and doing this real life thing. And one of the people that showed up just had these like really, really nasty fingernails. <laughs> and it was going to be a close up of their hands. And we couldn't use the the act though the the person as an actor it was just a real person and I was like really oh my gosh that's like so disastrous what did you do they're like they picked me and well like, it was more like <laughs> I was standing around with the director and the client and we're like like damn it like what do we do and I was like all right fine guys I'll be in the shot and they were like that's so nice of you cut to it's taken it's now taking us twice the amount of time to get this shot because I don't know how to be a human being on camera I turned (laughs) into like a weird like like crazy robot and the entire crew is standing around like hiding behind like um like lights and things trying not to laugh their face off at me and just shouting things at me like stop looking in the camera stop looking in the camera and the director who is a friend of mine he's a good friend of mine at one point just came over and he's like I don't know what other direction to give you because you don't know how to hold a cell phone. He's like, it's, it's, he's like I don't, there's nothing more I can tell you because there's something wrong with the way you're wired. And when you press a button on your phone, you, you use the finger to press things on the phone. You don't move your phone at your finger. And I don't know why you don't understand that. Um, and then so I wait. So I would keep going. No, and then I ended up eventually getting overheated under the lights and really nauseous, and people had to fan me, and it was very dramatic. <laughs> so, you grapes also, that, craft service. At that point, I said to Becky, I was like, wow, but you know, that is, like, trying to make her feel better. I'm like, that is, like, really stressful. I mean, all of a sudden, you have to, like, say all this stuff that you didn't plan on saying. You didn't know you were going to have to say it. She's like, no, 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 I just had to walk down a hallway. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, you didn't even have lines? She's like, no, I just have to walk I down to the walk hallway. And straight down the hallway. I had to walk straight down the hallway. I had to walk straight down the hallway. And then I... ultimately, ultimately, they had to cut the entire shot out of the final piece because I looked like such like a like such a weirdo like they actually couldn't use me because i looked so so incapable of walking down a hallway i love love this story it's amazing and it's if if anyone knows you it's so believable because you're like one of the most put together like on top of things person but i could totally see you like then being on camera and then suddenly um, you know what it reminds me of it's do you remember back on i think it's on 30 rock when alec baldwin is gonna be on an episode and he has like a total meltdown or he's gonna like get he's gonna go on camera i think it's I think that's from 30 Rock. If it's from 30 Rock, I believe it. It's the kind of thing that I think would be on 30 Rock. I think of News Radio, one of my all-time favorite shows. There's an episode where Phil Hartman's radio star host gets offered to be on network television. And he's like, all right, guys, I'm out of here. I'm going to go on network TV. And whenever they look through the monitors to see him on screen, there's something about the way the camera hits him that makes him look like a zombie monster. And like, they can't figure it out. And so even though he sounds fine, he looks horrific. And so he gets fired. And it's a bit on Parks and Rec with Ben Wyatt going on on air, too. Oh, yes. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Ben Wyatt, basically. Yeah. But that's yeah. like a recurring I, bit. And it's, I couldn't remember, it's funny but I was saying it's that. It's true. And then I'm so amazed at all the other non-actors who appear 
appear on in the videos and they do such a good job and i go but like isn't that what i'm doing so i don't i don't know what it is well that's good this is going to come back later when we talk about when we talk about the tv show barry which is on our list for today Uh. So I'll just quickly tell my story slash shout out in that I had to go grow. The kids are out of town with Allie and and I was going to make sure I took care of all the list of things Allie wanted me to do before she came back. I, of course, cleaned the house. And then I went out on a bike ride this morning and I brought the little cart that we usually put the kids in because I had to go to the grocery store and pick a few things up. Well, including including. So I ended up, of course, picking up a lot of things and filled the Is that so Fanny Corman? cart to the top. And as I'm biking back, I, like I, I hear like a something fall and I turn around and it looks like a little just a little carton of Tic Tacs fell out. So I'm like, oh, okay, so I, I stop the bike, I go, I pick up the Tic Tacs, but that's how tuned I was to what could have fallen out of the cart. I get home, I unpack everything, and among the things that I purchased was I went to the deli counter, and I am very into right now the Boar's Head Cajun Spiced Turkey. It's delicious, low-cal, very excited that, oh, I'm going to wait till the kids come home and have make them lunch, and for me, I'm going to have this Boar's Head Spicy Cajun Turkey. So the kids come home, I'm now looking through the fridge, and I cannot find the turkey. And I can't find the cheese or the other turkey or the other turkey that I got. It's and on the so, side of the road somewhere. Well, I don't know. I like actually, a mangy I don't know dog is case. picking at it. <laughs> Either way, it's also possible that because I had so much stuff, I left it on the, the checkout counter. And so I called the Harris Teeter, and they were so nice. A woman named Dara and a woman named Alexis. They were so wonderful. They looked up my receipt. I had my receipt. I gave them the exact time. I mentioned the items that I was missing and without me even asking they said great come back and we'll have it ready for you and so I drove back and what do you know they had it ready for me and so that was that was but it so I I I either left it in the store or like Lily said there's like some squirrels and a (laughs) mangy dog eating some right now so, all right, getting it's into be shows. like squirrels with bad diarrhea later today. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got three shows we're going to talk about today, and all of them really tie back to our games that we play on the show. And those three shows are Black Mirror, Barry, and Chuck. And Black mm-hmm. Mirrors, for those who have been following the show, was part of one of the first, if not the first, major tradesies of the show. Lily, knowing that I don't want to watch a TV show like Black Mirror that is both anthology and spooky, said it's, that she would watch the is? first it's, season. It's of- depressing. It's depressing and, and you never, stressful. Did you, did you get to watch the episode? Back yes, or and it's still it's stressful. All right, hang on. So Lily finished her season of Chuck. Becky's finished at least one season of Chuck for the Outlander trade. And so I watched the episode of Black Mirror called Hang the DJ. It is season four, episode four. And the premise of the sh- of the episode, just so I can bring people up to speed. And by the way, there will be spoilers on this because I don't think there's another way to talk about this episode. But is some? it starts off in a futuristic, futuristic dating world where a, a machine or a coach tells you who you're going to date and then 
you have the option of with the other person looking at revealing via thumbprint like an iPhone type thing how long that relationship is going to last and eventually as you go through however many relationships you will find your perfect match and so the first relationship these two characters but it's like a dystopian because it doesn't seem like there's no choice to date outside of this there is system. a choice they say that they opt in but I think once they opt out, then that's it. Then they don't get to go back in. They make reference to that. In any event, the point is is that it starts off with these two characters, Frank and other name, Amy? Amy. Frank and Amy. And they meet and they reveal, this is their first time going on one of these dates, and they reveal their length of the relationship, and it's something like 12 hours. They have a nice time together. They just kind of like hold hands and talk. And then the relationship ends, and then they both go on to two other relationships. He ends up in a one-year relationship with a miserable woman who wants nothing to that do with him. That whole thing was so funny. It's so it well so done. so funny. And, I really like that. She's awful. And she's awful to him, and he spends a year just counting down from being away from her. And then Amy, she ends up in relationships that are only like 36 oh maybe one of them is a few months and then otherwise they're like 36 hours long until she's finally notified that she is going to get her final match i'm going all the way to the end here because otherwise i don't think there's a way we can talk well, about this and she, no but at the beginning they have one date together so they, where they hit it off yeah they had one yeah date. he they said hit that it off. oh sorry i missed that and then they had one date they hit it off now she's going through these 36 hour dates while he is living out this horrific year of his life with this horrible woman and when the time is up for his the woman doesn't even want to talk to him they just walk away from each other and Amy is then notified that she is going to meet her final match and she's no, allowed no 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 you missed they, the whole part in the middle yeah Wait, well, I, they I'm, run into each other I, since okay yes. and they get back together and then he screws up the relationship and they're oh. forced to basically break up there's like a whole big thing oh, oh, yeah where, where oh, you're like right a, I, I like, forgot that that's part. a whole drama and they like experience like deep heartbreak they promise that they're not gonna wait they, well hold on we should we've we're ruining this episode if no one has seen it hold on okay you're right they end up dating again and this is actually really important. I think important. you could Yeah, I think, I mean, I could sum it up very quickly. Wait, so they end up dating again. And while they're dating, they're so happy to be with each other, they agree not to look at the thing that says how long the relationship is and just enjoy it. And he is so anxious that eventually, after having this amazing relationship with her, he looks at his clock. And when he looks at the clock, it says five years. And the number keeps going down and down and down because he's destabilized the system by looking and not... By by one of them looking and the other one not looking, and then because well, then it's that that all, that breaking that trust makes a relationship last much less time. Exactly. So then I'll just cut to they end up breaking up a few hours later. She ends up furious at him for breaking her trust. Flash forward, she's now been notified she's going to have her last relationship. She's going to get her final relationship, and she's allowed to spend time with one prior date, and she immediately says Frank. They go on their date. They decide to screw the machine and climb the walls of this dystopian society and then the, it reveals in the end that this was all a simulation inside a futuristic app, dating app and they're actually about to start on their first date but that this app is 98.9% correct and that 99.8% of the time the couples agree to risk everything to run away together and screw the app. Did I sum that up well enough? Kind of. Yeah, well, here's the thing. What of. is the ending? Okay, so let's start with so number one. What, is what do the we what, what do we think 
A happened at the end, and what do we think the lesson of the show is, and then let's talk about whether or not we liked it. So, okay, so Lily, let's Lily, 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 I think there's a lot of ways to look at it, which makes me really like it. I think I don't really think about it in this. If you don't think about it in the universe of the Black Mirror universe, then maybe it's like it's detrimental to the whole experience because Shy and I were talking about, oh, like, you know, the twist isn't necessary, but it's calling on the whole Twilight Zone, you know, type of show, I think. And every episode has a reveal or a twist and it's sort of built into the, the, the type of show. And it's also calling on the commentary on the technology like you can't obviously separate the show from that but besides that what i really liked i just thought it was a great story i thought the acting was great i thought the storytelling was great i like the message obviously shy complains it like are you 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 notice that i relate to like star-crossed lovers very very easily um that's my downfall fine but i think that there is something very you know, cool about it in like a Shakespearean way that this very romantic thing is actually just avatars and algorithms, but it is kind of cool that in the end, that's how they judge that these two people would want to be together or have a good chance of being together is that every time over and over again, they will screw everything to, to be together, even though they're not technically matched. I just thought that was was pretty nice Okay, for a that, very that... depressing, scary show. <laughs> Beck, what did you think? Well, what did I think about the ending? So I think that, yeah, so there's, I read the, the ending two ways. One is this is the sh- short film version of an algorithm. Um, oh, cool. And basically that sums up what Lily said. Or version number two is when they get to the end and you see like the 1,000 other simulations around them yeah how do we know we're not just starting in a new simulation that's what yeah i had that conversation with my brother so sort of i feel like it could be one or the other um so that's the ending that's the only question you had so okay so my my feeling is to the ending is that i get with i i felt that that twist was not necessary because for me the twist and the lesson with the technology was more about what would you do in a world where you could, if you wanted to, know the fate of your relationship. And that by the very definition of knowing the fate of your relationship, the relationship's not going to last. And I felt like the biggest... Well, and you're not going to be happy. Right. And I feel like that... Exactly. Like, in in his case, he's constantly worried that he's going to lose her because either he doesn't feel good enough or he's afraid that it's going to end. And so the biggest lesson of all to me was really, and and the twist was really in that scene when the time starts ticking down, when he cheats and he looks and sees and he breaks her trust. Yeah. And so for me, that was all I needed was this whole notion that you, if you want to be together, you have to not look at the clock. You have to be focused on each other. And I thought that was a beautiful, beautiful message. The after part just kind of made me feel like it was like the end of Lost. Like, it was all an app. Um, well, and, I mean, the, the show is about technology and how its effects on society. But there so. was a lot of technology already in the episode. They didn't need to also be in the Matrix for that to be effective for me. Unless every episode of Black Mirror ends with people in the Matrix. No, it doesn't. Anyway, I loved it. And cool. based on this, my reaction to this show is I will not watch Black Mirror regularly. But as Lily curates key episodes, I will watch them have, if they are going to be this good. 
I think you're going to like actually the second recommendation better in a way because it um, it's there's a lot of music in it. And I think that you might like that a bit better. And it, it's um, I think it's a, it's a less complicated story like this one. I like because I feel like there's like Becky said, like, where's the ending? Another simulation. I had a you know, I had a hard time under like kind of coming to terms with the ninety nine point eight men and like how many times do they run away together? I don't know. I like, I went really deep with it with my brother-in-law on see, not talking see, for about me, I, rea- I realize risking it all is part of a relationship and I realize that's part of your life. But for me, the biggest part was the, was like, yeah, okay. Like that's important. But the, the biggest thing to me was the trust part and to not counting the clock and was less about, Oh, are you going to climb the wall to with each other? And the, and the, and that the ability to climb the wall to each other comes sooner if you learn how to be present right. with each other. But so this true, is not but, an important question, mm, but, mm-hmm. but does that mean that like they're each in the, in real life on their phone, like playing a game no, 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 and no, then no. the results of the so. game match them together? No, they've, no. They've um, entered they've da- data, data about themselves. Like we data. Have yeah. shows. But probably like very advanced data that allows the simulation to repeatedly a thousand times come up with oh, the same. Oh, do yeah. the same like, so that the simulation runs. Yeah. Okay, got like it. Like things like favorite shows, favorite movies, mm-hmm. books, mm-hmm. maybe not sure. books. I don't know. <laughs> favorite type of I was like, oh, damn it. The algorithm put books. I'm definitely never going to be with Allie. Uh, oh, no. Exactly. There you go. Okay, so that was, that was Black Mirror, Hang the DJ. And now I will deliver I told you so status to Becky. Becky, you are a genius. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I will not. I'm giving for it to myself recommending because the, I recommended it to myself. But on. you never watched it, for, so you I get zero points. It's like sitting in a movie and not calling out who you think the killer is. You don't get it. It is a perfect Hold analogy. On. Does people understand? And no one not, ever believes you that you got it. People need to understand we are not talking about Black Mirror anymore. We are now talking about Barry on HBO, which I had not heard of until Becky mentioned it, I think, last week. Oh, so and annoyed. in less than 24 hours, I only have one episode left of the show. Oh, we just finished like, it last night. It's and boy, and I have to tell you, the last couple episodes. What is so good about this show is that at, even as they go darker with it, which they have to do to keep the tension, the 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 comedic thrust of the show stays just as strong. You don't lose it, and I think it's all in his performance. Bill Hader is amazing. I love seeing him as a leading man. And Stephen Root is one of my all-time favorite actors, period. Also on Dallas and Robo. He's one of the voices. Of, and on news radio. And, and, and. A million other so things. So funny. And office space. <laughs> yeah. A million things. Henry Winkler. As Becky, you could, like, you hi- you didn't hype it because it was dead on. The best she Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler was in it. I said he was in it. Oh, someone told oh. me Henry Winkler was the best me. they've ever seen me. him in, in the show. I told you, Sean. You and I talked about it yesterday. Yeah, Becky what and is, I talked about Lily, it yesterday. What is Lily, Lily like claiming? Yeah, Lily, you're just making up conversations I'm right just now. Saying. Becky, Becky, and I talked yesterday, oh, and we, she talked extensively about how good Henry Winkler was in this show, and it it builds over time how great he is. But he's wonderful. And then the biggest moment, of course, even though she's in a small role, Darcy Carden. I, I love her. The good place. The good Janet anything, and the bad Janet. Anything, All Janets. Anything she is in is amazing. Uh, for me, this show evokes, in all of the best ways, Get Shorty, Gross Point Blank. It is Get Shorty and Gross Point. Very mm-hmm. Gross Point, yes. 
And the other thing that it made me think of, so I follow a lot of people on Instagram and, and exchange with lots of people on Instagram. And there's a number of people that I follow on Instagram that are all in LA, not people I'm friends with, just sort of like actors or uh, podcast hosts that are just doing interesting creative stuff. And they're often filming themselves reacting to having gone to an audition or going to different places in LA doing the sort of LA scene thing and there's something about the acting class that really reminded me of what these folks must be going through in their lives um when I was in New York do you guys remember when I did that theater workshop for like six months oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah okay so this is this is it like but you weren't, you weren't it's in almost the, like you weren't in the theater no, I was workshop. producing. I was if she was in it, was she wouldn't have done such a bad job at her acting debut. I, <laughs> exactly. I would have had some training. But um but I keep on like just you know, freaking out as I'm watching it telling Vlad I'm like, this is what it was. It's exactly this That's awesome. hilarious, absurd yeah. It's I feel like it's completely authentic to experiences I've seen. Yeah, this show's great, and it has rewatch potential. Like, I watched the whole thing. I'm sure I'll rewatch it again with Allie. You know, he directed the first episode. Good for him. He's awesome. And then uh, another guy who directs in it is he's the he directs Atlanta as well, and he's really good. And I think those are actually like some of the best episodes of the season. Mm, that's great. Um, what's his name? That guy, Hero um, something. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. I know who Becky is. The Atlanta director, hero, something, something. So, but Bill Hader's amazing. One thing I have to ask about these sort of hitman with a heart of gold episodes or shows or movies, Mm -hmm. it seems that whether you're talking about the guy from Gross Point Blank or other movies where the hitman decides to become sensitive, do you think this is based on research? Like, there are a number of hitmen in the world. There's a lot of have been like this. There's a lot of stuff about hitmen with a heart of gold. I mean. Or, or do they just create an archetype so, of a character that doesn't really exist? It's more so than a hitman with a heart of gold. It's, yeah, a hitman with a moral compass, uh, but also, like, not at the same time. It's definitely still very much like his life above others, but, but he, you know... In a in a way that you still sympathize with him, which is which is why I like the show. It's like I need to watch shows where I where I like the main character. Oh, Otherwise, I have you. a very hard time. Like I don't like watching shows where I don't like the like I never got into Breaking Bad because I never liked the characters. I wasn't rooting for them, you know. Whereas this, I I he just he's really a lot to handle. genuine and funny. Um, but then more so, can we just spend a few minutes on the on the on the Chechnians? Well, before oh, we get to the before, before we get to the before we get to the Chechens, I want to just Chechens ask, or Chechens? Chechen? I Chechen? wrote Shia text matcher that first said Chechnians and then it said Chechens. And so which is it? It's Chechens. And Chechen. also, like I don't know how else to describe him, but the guy that looks like Nosferatu, how he oh. he is so funny. I like Andy I, Carrigan. I can't watch him. Like I. But, I like shake thinking about how funny it's. But character. but he is so he, that actor I believe is also on Gotham and plays a terrifying murderer character. Does he have no eyebrows in that show too? He, is. he has no eyebrows in the show. And no, I think he has the what is it? Apple apple. Alopecia. Alopecia. Oh, well, I think he really has no eyebrows. I, I don't think he has hair. It makes him funnier. Well, he he's well, Victor Zaz. He plays the, Victor Zaz on Gotham. Right? So Victor Zaz on Gotham is a terrifying, murderous bad guy. Like Alopecia Ariata is what he has. Sorry, and, autoimmune disease. 
and oh, damn it. and to and I, not that I, I never really knew much about this actor, but he really shows versatility playing the character that he plays. This sort of really kind of silly villainous character on um, on Barry. I, I really like him on this, but I've also seen. It's great to see him do this because I've seen him play just straight up evil guys. So it's very. I really well, love him. But the, the so the question I wanted to ask you all is. Speaking of characters you like or don't like, as of now, and I'm only in episode seven, but Sally, thumbs down. Thumbs down. Not a good person. I've only seen the first episode. Sally is the classic character that you don't like. That's like a main character, which is the only hard part for me. But because that's the device, that's what she's meant to play it's fine you're not supposed to like her it's not like oh the main character who's awful but you still have to love them like you're not supposed to like sally she's the worst so is she going so here's the question for prediction is she going to learn and become a better person or is he going to learn to love someone who actually treats him nicely i love character development so it could go either way I think she is just selfish and as long as she's getting what she wants she'll be better or worse that's right. Like, she might be a nicer person, but only because she's getting what she wants. And as soon as she's not getting that, she's just going to be shitty. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, further thoughts on Barry? I think Henry Winkler, like, why isn't, why hasn't he been in more things? And why, like, I'm so happy for him. <laughs> I'm just like, he's you need to be on TV all the time. Like, where have you been? Just the whole lives? notion of Henry Winkler seducing someone. And also, at one point in one of the episodes, Becky, does he say that he's 47 years old? Yes, he goes, I'm 47 years old. And it's so funny. That has to be. And what about the episode where he's going on an audition and he reads the line two ways? I'm going to give it to you two ways. And it's just those little things that he does. Yeah, he's amazing in that show. He's really, that show is amazing. His son wrote it. Let's have more of it. Henry Winkler's son wrote it? I'm, I'm. Pretty sure. Bill Hader wrote the show. No, wait. No, sorry, I got confused. His son didn't write it. Never mind. Never mind. I was thinking of just making um, Winklers. No, no, no. I was thinking of the other father. The other. Never mind. I was thinking of uh, Schitt's Creek. Uh, He made that with his. Not Henry Winkler. Totally off. Never mind. You're talking about Landis or Reitman? Um. No, you'll know. The guy from Eugene, all the Greek guest Levy. movies. You're just, Eugene Levy made that yeah. with his side. Oh, okay. I don't so know why my brain just you're completely... Just, you're just naming random Jewish actors yeah. and their kids. And, yeah, sorry. And my totally... Okay. And that. now a moment I've been waiting for. Why do you guys like Chuck? I have to say, I'm going to be honest, the first episode of season two has good music, but it's super repetitive. Becky promises me it gets better. But I'm definitely going to trade season two for something. Listen, it's up to you to keep watching. I feel like at this point, Chuck is a gift, and you can either choose to receive that gift. I guess or it gets better because the first back. episode is meh. But season two, I'm just I feel saying. like at this point, it's on you. And if you want to miss out on this, that's not my problem because there could be another four more seasons of pure joy and delight for you, or you could just have nothing fun to watch. So, Becky, why do you like it? Damn. I like it because one, I love the main characters. I think they're interesting and fun. I think they have a great, like, buddy cop dynamic going on. Um, I love the music, of course. And I don't know. I just feel like Chuck is a relatable hero. 
He is. You know, That's so right. He's a relatable like, like the like. It's realistic how he behaves in situations. I mean, the show is ridiculous. It's not it's realistic right. at all. You know how he would react, like how he's really scared of everything. <laughs> That's like saying Dexter's how a serial killer really kills people. So, you're, no so what you're saying is, is. is Chuck is as good as Dexter. I, I, I think. I mean, I. It's probably I think better. it's better. I think it's probably, it is. 100% I mean, better. And the last line of Dexter. I just point. find it. You know what? It's a it's a show that when I put on, I feel happy. I feel I feel like I'm hanging out with friends. It's that, a joyful experience. That is how you feel. And when they and when it ends, you'll feel like you just like like that whole notion of post show depression. Like, like the last, miss, it's like I the miss, last day of camp, and like, everyone's gone home, and I'm not, and I live in Canada, so I'm not going to see anyone for a year, and there's no email yeah. that exists yet. Yeah. And like, and what do you think of the Chuck and Sarah dynamic. Okay. Hey, 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 hey. So, no reveals, though. No, no, no reveals. I just want to hear well, about I the Well, I feel dynamic. like in classic sort of TV fashion, although I feel like it's becoming less and less so like this in, in more modern shows, we do more of like the coupling people together sooner and then enjoying that. But I feel like Chuck is following that very slow burn where you're like, oh my God, they're never going to be together. This is taking forever. <laughs> And but then they give you these like little hits of like, wait, it could be now. Um, so it's a little bit like, oh, it keeps on your toes, but really frustrating. But I do love it. Now, I will say I understand that technically Bryce Larson is a good guy, but I effing hate him. Get him out of the picture. Enough already. Stop <laughs> showing up. Stop screwing up. Bomber. Get out of here, Bryce. Love that guy. Nobody wants you, Bryce. All right. Get over it. Sarah doesn't want to be with you. So I, I like I, and... I shout things like that at the TV wall. <laughs> yeah, this, this is one where the the, the shipping will stress you out. So, Becky, you need to give Shy a I Told You show, or did you do oh, that no, last time? I get that, like, at least a couple weeks ago. But so now, do you want to know how far? I'm, like, at the end of season two. I'm on, like, the last episode oh. of season two. So have right? you got? so have you gotten, so there's a really cool thing about the show. Have you gotten to the point where Subway sandwiches start featuring in the show a lot? Yes. So do you know the story? Do you know the story behind that? It happened um, a couple episodes ago where Morgan's like, hey, Big Mike, I brought you this teriyaki chicken sub. And then it's like a 30 second scene of Mike just eating this, like just close ups and slow motion of him eating it. It's so weird. So one of the legends of the show is that when it was in danger of being canceled, the fans rallied behind the show and either the fans said they would go to subway if subway sponsored the show or uh, or subway said as as a sponsor that if people came to subway they would keep chuck on the air so subway became this major sponsor of chuck and they do these over-the-top product placements but because the fans of chuck would go to subway to support the show so you'll see it randomly throughout the rest of the sure. show, they'll be also listing all sorts of different sandwiches. And you'll be like, I do want a meatball marinara right now. <laughs> I am. I'm like, oh, I haven't had a chicken Subway sandwich in a while. But why hasn't the guy, why hasn't Chuck been in anything else? Oh, wait, hold on a second. He, he was in he, that Heroes reboot that never worked. He was in Tangled. He, he was in the Heroes okay, reboot that, that doesn't work. Count. It doesn't count. He's That's like in saying Alvin Mandy the, Moore was in Tangled. Like, do you think people know that? He was in Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakquel, the second one, which is my kid's absolute favorite one of the series. Why isn't he getting another TV show? So his big role that he's getting now is he is going to be in Shazam, which is the uh, not about the app, but it's about the superhero and Didn't there's a lot Shaquille of Shaquille O'Neal do that movie. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, that, that's mm-hmm. a different Shazam. <laughs> yeah. This Shazam. Oh, is it How different many one? are there? I don't know that there should be more than one thing named Shazam. Just well, for the this is the original. Yeah. The original. This is the, this is a superhero from from. Oh, he's gonna time. play Shazam. He's gonna play Shazam. He was also Maybe. in in the Thor movies. He in he in one movie I think he played one of Thor's like buddies, but in my view, Zach um, Zachary Levi hasn't gotten his big amazing role that he deserves yet so hopefully he will and so i hope shazam ends up being one i think my hope for shazam is it ends up being one of these ones where people are like why are they making this superhero movie like guardians of the galaxy and then because it's one that not everybody knows it ends up being executed really really well and ends up being a really fun movie but Mm -hmm. also i and you'll see when you finish it i just need a two-hour special I don't need a theatrical film. I just need something, one more thing of Chuck. I just need, like, a Chuck the movie. Just to tell me, like, where are they now? And so, mm-hmm. hopefully, I root for him constantly. He's also, by the way, one of the nicest people ever to his fans. He's oh, really? super gracious. Yeah, super really? gracious and nice to his fans. And you know that um, Sarah's Australian. Yeah. Right? What? Von Strahovski. Yeah. What? She's of Polish descent, but she was born and raised in Australia. Absolutely. No. And way. she was on the last season of Dexter, right? Wasn't and she? she was just nominated for an Emmy, right? For Handmaid's Tale, which I will never and, ever yeah. watch. But no, I know Steph, but, keeps, but I, Steph, if you're listening, I know you keep trying to get me to watch it. A, I don't have a way to watch it. There's no physical device that lets me watch it. And B, it just looks so sad. <laughs> Everyone, every, everyone I know who watches this says it's the saddest thing in the world, and I'm just not going to watch it. But I feel like like I want her to win because I love her so much from Chuck. I know. I hope she wins, too, because anytime I feel like anything good happens to any of those actors, it brings us that much closer to Chuck the movie. And I yes. wish them well in their, in their you know, Chuck the careers movie. and things like that. Exactly. I feel like you're going to, like, kickstart that, Shai. Oh, believe me, there's a, whole, or there's a whole in, there's a whole internet subculture movie. about people trying to get Chuck the movie made. It's like they, those actors can't do anything without being asked, so when's Chuck the movie coming out? Aww. All right, so what are we watching? I know we're talking a lot about what we're watching, but what are we watching right now? Recommendations. Hold on, I have to think because this was well, pretty much. I my started way. Glow, and why? I guess I of course recommend it. The first episode again of season two, I was like, well, first episode, it's kind of like just very repetitive. And I was a bit annoyed because I'm like, I don't know if the show is going to be able to last. And it's a really cool show if they just keep recycling the same stories. Then I got to episode two. And all I'm going to say is breaking. <gasps> I'm going to say. Well, I'm going to have to start watching tonight. Saved the show for me when basically, Becky, I am not joking, the the girl that's on the bad team and break-in, the, like, mm-hmm. or an electric boogaloo or break-in, they're the same movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the bad breakdancer. Yeah, of course. They got her the in, like, a like time mom. capsule. Yes, mom. Yeah, the rival gang. To, uh-huh. to be in season two of Glow as a breakdancer. And in a completely separate thing, somebody else on the show has called themselves Ozone. So I was oh, like, I'm told. I am definitely, so definitely I did not think of any of those breaking Easter eggs, but I like I, I like this season Easter a lot. Eggs. The 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 actress is breaking, and she really goes. She literally goes, "It's breaking." <laughs> she says it. <laughs> I was like, it is breaking. Oh, my God. This show is amazing. I really... Well, they changed some of the dynamics and of the characters in this one, and I really liked it, the way they changed it. I won't ruin anything That's for you. Good. But I, I, it's a good season. 
Uh, I only have one more episode of that as well. And I'm still watching Black Lightning, and I love it. I have like one episode left, and I think it is a terrific CW show. I highly recommend it to anyone who likes the superhero shows. I, I would put that up there with The Flash as that good. And the other thing I've been doing, so I fell down this rabbit hole that happens every few years. I watched on the ride back from the, the Jersey Shore last weekend, I watched the Andre the Giant documentary on HBO, which was... Oh. How was that? It was good. It was good. I think, like, if you don't know anything about Andre the Giant. I'm just curious. Are the only documentaries you watch are about wrestlers? No, and music. And music. There's something I have. There's something about... I don't know what it is. I'm just curious. But then... Now, you guys have access to my YouTube account, so you will see the history of... I have gone down the rabbit hole of watching just all sorts of obscure wrestling content on YouTube. There are tons of these, like, top ten secrets about wrestling stars you never knew. Top ten off-screen feuds You're that like, really happened. like, I cannot happened. click. I have to click. I have to watch them. Uh, top ten things people say about Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid, when he's not in the ring. And then this morning when I was on the treadmill or on the elliptical, I also discovered that I, if you Google hard enough, you can find some of the classic. You Google hard enough? Yeah, if you Google hard enough. Is, is that a term? It is now. I think you need to, I think you need to copyright that. If, if, you, Google, if you Google hard enough, I, I found episodes that I remember watching with Ian Michelle when we were mm-hmm. in the 80s and I would have like a sleepover at his house. So this morning... I watched an entire wrestling match. It was, I think, a Survivor Series episode. It was the Ultimate Warrior, the Legion of Doom, and the Texas Tornado against Demolition, uh, Mr. Perfect. I zoned out. And I could Are not stop watching it. Okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. My question oh. is, this is you are rediscovering your love for 80s wrestling. It's not like you've consistently maintained it. No, I haven't consistently maintained it. I think no, it's what happens is I watch Glow, and then, like, Glow kind of makes me remember how I don't... And it's not so much I enjoy the wrestling. I enjoy all of the, like, story behind it. like the storyline. But not even you the storylines in the show. Like, I don't know if you know this, that Ronda Rousey is now in the WWF. I did know that. I do know that because Which I find Google like, very conflicting thinks, to me. Because like, Google... probably getting paid so much money. I know. I just... I don't know. I'm like, is there nothing else? Think of it as... I don't Think of it as like being on a show. Yes, I guess that's exactly a good point because it's like the girls from Glow. It's being on a show. If you watch any of the documentaries, I highly recommend the Andre the Giant one. Um, There's a Randy Macho Man one that I really want to see now. Um, Any of those will show you how how good the, the ones the people who end up really good at this how a physically capable they are but also how good they are at working a crowd and doing their promos and all of that stuff. Like the it's. It takes talent. The people who don't have talent, I'm sure, do I not mean, don't seem I'm to just go like very I feel far. bad for you. There's so many wrestling docs in so little time. I I just I, I just it. I'll just Google YouTube. I mean, no, YouTube's not just recommending. It's just like keeping them coming. And so I'll, I'll <laughs> some of them are ten minutes long. They're not all like an hour long. But I I am down this rabbit hole. I I think it's worth watching the Iron the Sheik one on Amazon or the Andre the Giant one if you're. And then, and then seeing, I'd love to hear your impressions at some point. You don't have to pick both, but either of those are pretty interesting. Uh, how about Becky? Do you have something you're watching, something you recommend? Uh, I think we 
we've pretty much covered everything. No, you um, recommended this week to us Isle of Dogs, which I really want to see. Oh, right. Sorry. I saw Isle of Dogs, which I really want you guys to see so we can talk about it. I think that would be super Excited. fun. How, how long um, is it? Because I, I have to tell you, I still feel like Fantastic Mr. Fox hasn't ended yet. I never saw it so that I'd never hate Wes Anderson. It's I've seen all of his movies, very, all of them except that one. It's so like, listen. This one is while well, this one is. Vlad and I talked about it. It's long. I mean, it is a long movie, but it's so bizarre and detailed and intricate right, um, so that it's. I, I find it to be. It's like a book, shy. It's like a expect, book. I actually expect Shy to not like it at all, okay. and Lily to love it. So, in that respect, I think you guys should watch it so we can have the round robin of like me just finding it fascinating, Lily loving it, and Shy being like, "This, this is was- one I will watch for the okay, show." I guarantee. But you don't have to watch it. I feel like even if you watch like, like the first book. half hour to get the gist of it, you'd be able to talk about it. Uh, okay. But it's just like weird. It's just a weird story and weird obsessive little details throughout. Um, but I, I actually think that in particular the character development of one of the dogs, the arc that he that he goes that they have for him is very very special. So I really do like the arc of kind of like one of the main character dogs uh, throughout the film. That was great. And then I, there's a few things I'm thinking of watching. Like I've been told Succession on HBO is really good, so I'm considering starting it. Um, definitely want to watch Glow. You know. Barry season one ended. I'm a little bit like, hmm, what uh, now? Sneaky Pete could help you. It's not exactly like that, but if, you, if you're looking for something that might scratch that itch, Sneaky Pete mm-hmm. is oh, short also, and kind of fun. The first season I also, in particular. Uh, I also bought them. I mean, I didn't, I think I meant to rent it, but then I, I bought uh, Briggsby Bear, which I haven't seen yet. Ooh, so I'm going to I love that movie. That. I can't that's wait a, to see that. That's a buy. So that's awesome. Oh, okay. So I oh, own that on my account. Buy. So Lil, if you want to watch it, you could also oh, watch awesome. Briggsby Bear. I really want to see it. So oh, I have I, a lot of things on deck that I plan. I love that watch. movie and I cannot wait for you guys to see it. That movie, yeah. that's a buy 100%. All right, great. So maybe uh, in a couple weeks or so, we'll talk about some oh, Briggsby Bear. That movie, like, I'm, I'm feeling my heart like fill up that you're that you're gonna get to see that movie for the first oh, time. Oh, really? So happy. That's and also watch for watch for a very say. watch for a very small but amazing part from Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, we know. <laughs> You've said it. Okay. Before. All right. Shout outs. Who's got? Sh- I got some shout outs. Some detailed ones. But you guys, I'd like okay. to let you guys go first. So. You go first. Oh, I'll go first. Okay, so one is I got to go and have drinks with the one, the only, the legend, the host of the Herspiration Happy Hour, Pam Gurley. <gasps> and um, also some other good friends, Ariel and Jared. And we had an amazing time. These are such incredible, inspiring people to be around. And um, Pam came with a list of requests for us to do on the show, but also for her next episode. So we have to have her on soon. She has declared that we should all watch the movie Blockers, and we will talk about that. And she wants to do a huge... Hmm, we need to watch the movie Blockers. I'm intrigued, because I yeah. trust Pam's judgment. And, and she says it's like a silly comedy. She's not She's fun. not saying it's like a masterpiece. Um, but And she also said that uh, she wants to go do a deep, deep dive with you guys on Queer Eye, which I, I the way <gasps> I describe the yes, show, yes, even yes, though I've only yes. seen a few yes, episodes because yes, I don't watch yes. reality TV. The the thing that's not reality up this show, TV, but it's just real. It's nonfiction. The There's thing, a different. The thing that sums up this show is this is the show the world needs right now. 
everyone who watches yes. it and me included agree it's that's and that's how we pitched it to the other people at the table saying that and bleachers that's all people need <laughs> bleachers <laughs> honestly so that I, show I, and that and those and that band i'm like good for the summer like i'm fine i can yeah. make it through and i want to give a huge shout out to rebecca youngerman aka becca buttons uh who is uh, the wife of bobby buttons yes yeah, the wife of bobby buttons mark's mm-hmm. mark's wife rebecca but in her own right a very good friend and a huge inspiration to me and she and i talked for a while today and i just want to give a shout out to her because she is just a terrific awesome inspiring person and then last but not least to the cd seller which is the local record store that i have visited a couple times in the last couple of weeks for just being awesome nice people great independent record store in falls church virginia and uh, i always find amazing finds there and they're always super nice to the kids when i bring the kids those That's are my shout outs um, I would like to shout out to our mom for stocking my house with super yummy food and leftovers and things that I'm going to freeze and eat for the next couple of months and for taking such good care of me and Vlad and Miri while you were visiting. So, hi, Mom. Thanks. Love you. Lil? I'm, like, I feel like I'm like Becky last week. I feel like I'm, I wanted to do a shout out and then I'm blocked. So just that, I feel so then, bad. how about a shout out to cousin Vanessa? Oh yeah, I mean that was obviously gonna happen. Is that just gonna be our default when we can't remember who to shout no, out no. to? No, we, we always just, we remember always shout to, out to her, shout her But that's like caps off the shout outs. She's our number one fan. Hey V, love ya, cousin Vanessa. Right. <laughs> Done. Uh, Becky, where can people follow you? You can follow me at paper. BK Princess, tweet at me. Give me a reason to be on Twitter. Come on, guys. <laughs> I tweeted. I challenge you. <laughs> I tweeted on you when I declared the Barry I, I told you show status. Oh, you did. You did. And I tweeted back. And Lily, did you see my tweet back to, uh, to your to your plug on Friday? Last Friday for our for I did not. But Shai, did you say I tweeted on you? Is that no, a thing? I tweeted at you. Maybe I'll oh, say that. I was like, oh, I didn't know you could say it that I, way. Cool. Really, I kind of texted something, text like I well, tweeted something snarky back at you, and I'm a little bit surprised you didn't, you know. Well, give it's, me it's possible Lily on. won't notice it's it for funny. two weeks. I see it. I see it. I'm amazed Becky saw it. What I tweeted, and you're lucky I included in you, included <laughs> you in it. All right, Lily, where can uh, people follow you? Where can people follow me? Chichi K Gomez. You have to go back to the history of all our podcasts. I'm not sure in which episode where I explain my Twitter handle. So you can actually just tweet at me and I'll explain it to you. No problem. Just tweet at me and or on me. Apparently you can say it that way too. And uh, yeah, that's where I am. Right, well, you can <laughs> follow me at Pancake4Table on Twitter and Instagram. The Pancake4Table.com is where all of this stuff is available. Friday night oh. and please leave us a review share with your friends uh, and um, if you enjoy my stylings you can also listen to behind the behind the music I have officially edited the upcoming episodes they're going to start coming out every couple of weeks so we do have a bank of those coming I can confirm that that one will have already come out by the time this episode comes out so I'm excited about that and uh, I think the theme music is going to kick in from what does it eat And uh, we dance in our chairs and go off into the afternoon. You dancing? Dancing. I'm head bobbing. Cool. All right. Love you guys. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
All right. You but see, you Becky, we stay on. on the no, phone? we're not secretly staying. We're not staying. secretly on the phone. That's what people we do. We just are.